Today on Just Between Us Girls, we're going to take you around the league. We're going to get you your kick fix. And a glimpse behind the scenes to how we got to where we're at. Let's do it. Yeah, so let's just get this started. Around the league. What have you noticed in the first week or two of the preseason? The Mavs are looking pretty competitive. They played, you know, Philly twice. But Philly twice in China, which those yeah. were really competitive games. I feel like they have to put on a show if you're going halfway across the world. Exactly, like, and you China put fans on a show. love the NBA and they love Dirk. I love how much they, like, embraced it. Like, it was just so cool to see yeah. all the social media around it and exactly. just all the fans that came out. And yeah, to Shenzhen and Shanghai, which there was just huge crowds that came out to their games. Those it's cities are beautiful. Oh, absolutely beautiful. It was I'm sure great. I'm sure the players had a great time, yeah. you know, exploring. And exactly. I saw some uh, pictures of, like, Coach Shed and where he went and stuff yeah. on his Instagram. And I was those just were like, awesome. dang, those look so cool. Yeah, unfortunately, two players that didn't make the trip, Harrison Barnes and DeAndre, they had personal matters to deal with. DeAndre had the death in the family, and Harrison had his hamstring injury. But two people that stepped up, Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi to a sense, Maxi Kleba. Yeah, playing that center position. Yeah, 17 points in one game. Yeah, having to go against Joel Embiid, which, you know, he's already known as a power five. Yeah, I mean, position. it wasn't like regular preseason games because the starters were in for quite yeah. some time, you know, so you got to see more of – a realistic yeah Luca did really great Dennis Smith Jr. did awesome Luca did awesome he looked really well-rounded I mean the first game he had 11 points six rebounds three assists that's I mean, that's a pretty solid yeah. line two five players double digits yeah that's awesome yeah. two graphics that we made for Mav Social were these jersey graphics that Mike created and it just kind of had it's kind of to mimic this NFL look that they've been doing, like the have yourself a game one. So the Luca graphic we created and the Dennis Smith Jr. graphic that was created did so well on our social media, like over 20,000 likes in like impressions. It's been crazy. I can't even imagine what your notifications must be like. Oh my gosh, it's all all the time, but it's sad because I know they're not my notifications. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, well, you still help with the captions. Yeah, Caption absolutely. Game strong. Which, you know, it's been an intense preseason, not just for the Mavs, but around the league. Yeah, I know. So much has happened. The season hasn't even started. Coach Kerr, it's fine. He's yeah. getting ejected. He's being memed now. <laughs> He's like, I don't even want to be here. Yeah, and then okay, he waves coach, bye. Like, he t- takes his hand up and is like, bye, girl. Never forget when Joel Embiid waved bye to uh, Russell Westbrook. He's like, go oh home. Oh, my God. Or no, it was, was the other way around. I'm sorry. It was yeah. totally the other way around because Embiid was like, I am home. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, my okay. gosh. I just love it. Like, I feel like now there's just so much more character that yeah. goes into it. And basketball is back. Like, yeah. we have been saying that for a couple weeks now, but actually getting to watch games seeing fouls being called and seeing guys actually like check up on each other (laughs) yes it's awesome and i'm so glad anything else going on around the league Dejounte injury Uh, that's right that super bummed me out yeah he uh, unfortunately tore his acl in a preseason game and and he was doing so good last season yeah last season he was the youngest to make an all defensive team that's, so that's a big deal. it's just crazy. He's gotten a lot of support from like LeBron, DeAndre, even on our team. They've just tweeted their support. I feel like game recognized game. Yeah, and exactly. And he's so young, and it just sucks that he's out 
now, I guess, for a whole year to try and come back from this, you know. Yeah, injuries are no fun. Yeah, so how do you think this will, like, affect the West? Spurs. I don't know, because I don't really know, like, what the Spurs are going to be this year. It's just yeah. they've lost their, like, identity of, like, what the Spurs have been, you know. Right. I mean, Tony Parker's gone, Ginobili retired. Yeah. Tim Duncan's been gone for a few years. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a new like look Spurs. I think 100%. DeJounte Murray was definitely part of that. He was going to be part of that new look. And so now it's like, all right, what are they going to do? He was definitely a key piece in yeah. that. So we'll see how they, uh, I guess, rebuild around that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. But it's really cool to see the league kind of reach out. And at the end of it's the day, literally it's, it's a, brotherhood. a family. Yeah, a, yeah. a brotherhood. They're all brothers. They're such an elite group to even make the NBA. So when you see one of your brothers or one of the guys go down, yeah. you just can't help but feel bad. They train all year, all summer, all off season, and then just an injury to take it out. It I know. That's sucks. why last year the Gordon Hayward one was oh just like such a shock. That was mortifying one. Like, yeah. Like I'm, I'm yeah. tired of seeing that video. Yeah. It's like every year there's like a terrible injury. Like last year with Gordon Hayward, the year the year or two before with PG, PG-13, gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's just crazy how. And the whole, like, so coming back from injury, it's just. Yeah, but they long road. stronger. Yeah, so. they do. There you go. I'm loving Wesley's it. Wesley's looking stronger than ever, so yeah. I'm stoked on that. Wesley's hair has changed. It's so weird. I know this is very off topic now, but for media day, his hair was his normal, like, faux hawk. And the fade. Yeah, yeah. but literally the next day, he Braid. braided it. And then in China, it's back to the, like, faux hawk. I'm like... His braids don't last long. No. I mean, he just keeps them in for, like, a couple days, I feel like. It's like we have to be on Wesley Hair Watch because you never know what he's going to do. He's got either a design, he's got two braids, or he's doing dreads. <laughs> Favorite metric thought of the week. Yeah. Wesley with his hair braided and Wesley with Ooh, his hair faded. Wait, oh, Ooh. braided or faded. Which one <laughs> is it going to be? Which one does better on the court? I wonder if there's some sort of, like, superstition behind it or something. I don't... I don't yeah, know. we're going to have to ask him. <laughs> we'll and we're going to have out. to have the numbers to back it up. Like, what if we went to him one day and we're like, Wesley, when your hair is braided, this is, this this is, is how what's you going on. <laughs> <laughs> because clearly it's because of his hair. Like, That's know. hilarious. Absolutely. I, I mean, I worked baseball and that's like such a superstitious sport. Oh, yeah. I have to imagine that there's some superstition. Which kind of brings to back basketball. to what you said in episode one with Luca and his shoes. Like if it's a super, like if he's superstitious yes. during a game or, I mean, maybe just in general, if he p- performs bad, he'll want to change shoes at halftime. So it's just. Gotta switch it up. Switch it up. Switch it up. See what happens. Yeah. But I am excited about, you know, this new look team. You yeah. Know, like Much younger. Dirk coming off the bench. Yeah. It's like really real. It's going to happen. That second squad is looking really good, though. It's uh, like yeah. Dirk, Dwight, Devin, JJ. JJ. All experienced guys. Experienced Maxi. vets. Yeah. That have been there. They've yeah. had to be plugged into the starting lineup last year whenever we're just trying to make things happen. And now that it's kind of a set. Bobby sent me a stat, and when that lineup is in, it's like they have a way higher win percentage, and they definitely produce more on the floor. So wow. hopefully seeing them together will be. We're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, teams are going to have to know how to match up with us even. Well, because even last year they were a competitive team. Yeah, absolutely. They're, it was just an unfortunate season, winning yeah. 24 games out of, you know. Yeah, but, you know, team. they kept it really competitive. Their loss differential was only three points. So that means, like, an average of three points was what they lost yeah. by. Yeah, so, yeah, out of our 58 losses, only 40 of those games were within 10 or fewer points. So, I mean, that really comes down to, what, five possessions? Yeah, the season could have looked throws. completely different had we won all those games. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely. So, yeah. And, you know, the race for the playoffs in the West was – it changed on the daily. It changed with one game finishing. Yeah. You we know, it got knew so tight there at the end. never in the top or where they were going to land. Yeah, like, you had Golden State and Houston. That was decided, and the rest was a free-for-all. Oh, yeah. You, it was so entertaining to watch. Though. Oh, that was so, so much fun to see. Yeah. Which, like, is going to be interesting, you know, if they ever switch it to – just top 16 make it into some sort of bracket type of playoff Mm because I don't really know like I don't know the west is so stacked so the west would definitely dominate yep that whole the top idea of that yeah yeah but then it's like how do you bring the east into it because I don't know we'll We'll get there when we get there (laughs) until then we got the east versus the west So one thing you and I really like are, you know, our shoes. Absolutely. We're kind of into, into sneakers yeah. a little bit. We got to get our kick fix in. Yes. Let's so do it. There was so much fire happening all around. Just yeah, in these first couple preseason games. I feel like everyone's just excited. So they're like, I'm going to wear these and I'm going to wear this outfit. And yeah. One sneaker that I was so excited to see Who? was Carl Anthony Towns in the Mac Miller tribute. I am such a Mac Miller fan. I mean, I grew up. It's still on that music. very sad that he's passed away. Shout Absolutely. Out to Mac. Mac Miller. Like, I still to listen to your music all the time. <laughs> You're amazing. Yeah. So Kick Stradamus did Carl Anthony Towns shoes, which he's done his shoes for the past Yes, because Kat and Mac Miller were, like, really good friends. Yeah, exactly. So he did that, and he gave him a painting as well, and it was just really cool to see the feedback that it got because it's, like, you know, where worlds collide of the music and sports. And And then using your shoes to, like, pay tribute to your friend. Pay tribute. Yeah. Especially with this, you know, the league taking that rule away everyone's like it's awesome. using it as a platform which has been super it really awesome. shows personality it shows creativeness like yeah. i'm here for that yeah like, i would have never thought that luca's shoes that he did wear on media day and he wore them in china the drip like effect yeah. the drip look those which are is cool. so interesting kickstaramus really has some awesome shoes like he did the uh, venom ones for Ooh. for donovan mitchell yeah those were so those sick were so cool i mean it had like the venom face and it looked very realistic like 3d it pops you know his stuff really pops and it's just very like bold and it looks good on a shoe like you wouldn't think oh you know a design like this or looking at all it's literally like top notch it's amazing detailing the detail yeah the detail's great if you guys are on instagram you can look him up it's a kickstradamus and sure. you can he does glance Wesley's at, shoes. He yeah. does Luca's. I mean, he's going to do a ton of sneakers around the league. So I'm excited to see what else he comes up with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, you know, who knows? He might work on a pair of Pumas now that Puma's coming up oh my through gosh. the NBA. Puma is back, apparently. Yeah. And it's got some supporters. Yeah. So DeAndre Ayton, number one pick in this draft, he signed by Puma. And he's posted on his Instagram with his, like, sneaks on being, like, you know, a face for their franchise and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I've seen it all over. Boogie Cousins dumped Nike for Puma. That was, like, a big deal. Did you see that he um, said something to someone on the sideline? No. What did he, he say? He's like, that wouldn't have happened in Pumas. And I was just Ooh, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Fire, like So fire, he's, fire. like, out there really he's, repping for the brand. Yeah. And then just the other day, Danny Green Instagrammed on his 
feed with the Wikipedia of a puma, like the puma description. Hmm. Interesting. And then he put the eyes in like the magnifying glass emojis. And it's hmm. just. Yeah, I guess Kevin Durant's uh, shoe fell off during the game and Buggy screamed from the <gasps> bench. He's like, that wouldn't happen in pumas. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's I love crazy. that. And even our own Sham God, our player coach, he's with Puma too. So it's just very interesting that there's all this Puma going around and they're, making they're the breaking comeback. into the they're scene this it. season. I mean, yeah. why not, right? Like exactly. now is the time. Yeah, exactly. Times are changing. Shoes can be whatever color you want them to be. Why but not make them different brands? Not Kanye's Yeezys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too far there. Yeah. You can't have reflective stuff on your shoes. Yeah. Kanye created a shoe. It's supposed to be a basketball shoe through his Yeezy line. And it's not confirmed. Like, the NBA did not come out saying these shoes are banned. But they have, like, reflective material on the back end of yeah. it. So it would be distracting to the strobes of the picture. Like Definitely. The photographers that take pictures. And just... To the in arena crowd and even I mean, on there's TV. a lot of lights happening. So. Exactly. So if that reflects and like hits somebody in the eye, they're gonna be like, "Wait, take those off!" You and can't no one wear would those. have known because it was because of the promo picture. The promo picture was like a flash photo yep. where everything was like super reflectant Dang. on it. The promo so just had to ruin it. I mean, so we'll see. But I bet Kanye will like come up with a alteration to it to not have the for sure stuff. But it's I, just I funny don't see that it's not. in the news. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It just it, it was such a big deal because his shoe collaborations have always been yes fire yeah Absolutely. and like very publicized yeah exactly speaking of publicized our guy jr smith with a supreme tattoo oh my gosh yeah i know this isn't technically a kick fix but this was in the news since we've like recorded the last pod so it's just so crazy that how this tattoo is, is so heavy i mean it is that is like Die hard. Yes. You are a die hard. And it will be exposed at every single game. I thought he taped it. Did he tape it? I'm not sure. He was, yeah, because he posted on his Instagram saying. No, you know what? I don't think he did. He probably didn't. I don't know. Yeah, the NBA reached out saying they would fine him every game that his tattoo is exposed because I guess it violates their brand policy or something like that. Yeah. But he was just like, what the heck? Like. And then Kevin Love decided to, like, troll the whole thing. And that was put a piece funny. of tape I love that. on the back of his That's leg. That's probably the tape I'm thinking of. Yeah. And then J.R. Smith, like, wrote Supreme on it. Like, what the heck? Hey, you got to rep the brand. Yeah. And I think there was a quote or something online saying, like, he literally just loves the brand. He just, he would do that anyways, apparently. Just it's a very hyped up brand. Oh, it's a very hyped People up People love brand. their Supreme. I mean, I love Supreme, but. Exactly. So, J.R. Smith. And J.R. Smith is that kind of person that he would wear the hype beast stuff so him getting that tattoo wasn't too far-fetched but the fact that he has to get like fined I mean, his whole body's time. covered in tattoos exactly i mean lonzo ball has big baller brand on his arm or something so why jr smith gotta get fined i mean maybe lonzo got fined we'll have to look that up is Who knows? big baller brand big enough brand to get fined for that is know. a very good point. And it Sorry. is Lonzo Ball. J.R. Smith shade, is an, a champion, so <laughs> he would be Oh, my gosh, yeah. Scale. I still love the fact that he didn't wear a shirt for, like, an entire week when oh he won gosh. the championship. Well, in the Cleveland Browns this last week, they won their game, and he, like, ter- like took off his shirt in the suite because a ton of the Cavs players him. were there, and everybody was recording him. It was online. 
J.R. Smith went shirtless for the Caps, or not the Caps, the Cleveland Browns game. And I'm hey. like, J.R. Smith is J.R. Smith. I'm here for it. J.R., you keep being you, boo. You keep being you with that supreme tat and all. So, Kat. Yes. In the first episode, we talked about what we do for the organization, what you do for Fox Sports Southwest, but we didn't really talk about how we got to where we are. Yeah, it was kind of a quick intro, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just like a quick intro, everything like that. So I know that you had an internship when you were in college, yeah? Yeah, so in college at University of Louisville, shout out cards, I had an internship with our athletic department, and I actually did social media, which in 2013, 2012, it really wasn't what it is today. I kind of was just figuring out what to do, following all of our different sports teams and kind of covering them behind the scenes. And I knew moving back home to Dallas, if there's any wedge or kind of competitive edge I had moving home was with social media. And so I followed all the social media managers for all the pro teams, even the college teams. I just went to the web page, found the frequently asked questions in the front office staff page and found who did digital or who did social media. And I just kind of found them on Instagram or Twitter and followed them. You always got to do your research. Yeah, did my research. If I needed to slide in someone's DMs or find an email, uh, I at least know who to look for. And, of course, everybody was on social media. I I followed Shannon Gross from the Cowboys, Steve Chavera at the Mavs. There was a girl named Kaylin at the Rangers. All the goats. Yeah, all the goats that are actually still around in the Metroplex. Totally. And that summer, I was actually working at a dance camp, and I saw Steve Chavera there. It was so weird. I was an instructor at a dance camp and saw him as one of, like, the spectators. So I literally went up to him, introduced myself, and said, Hi, Mr. Chavera. My name's Lizelle. I know you don't know me, but I'm looking for a job or any opportunity. It was so, like, meek, like, hi. I called him Mr. Chavera, which was so, like. So weird teacher-esque I love it he literally was on vacation that week and said I actually was just talking to my boss about how I'm going to need help this season so I can I bring you on as an intern or is there might be an opportunity to to intern I don't know if it'll be paid or anything so I was just like yes I'll do it like whatever you need like can I get your LinkedIn can I get your email like please like if you know of any opportunities even around this Metroplex like let me know and so that was in like July or August of 2013 and I came into the office at the end of August beginning of September and I was full-time by November and I feel like the most important parts of that time was just proving that I could do something and proving that I wasn't there to just take orders I was there to contribute like something you might not because that's a that big thing, right? It's like you have to right. be ahead of the curve and kind of set the trends yeah. of what social media. Because you guys have definitely been in the forefront of what Aww. social media has become. Yeah. I feel like you and Steve and, you know, Shannon, like mm-hmm. all you guys are definitely ahead of the curve and right. trying to find the next thing. So when it was so fresh. It's so crazy to like keep up with the times as far as digital. I'm literally like on my phone trying to see what's going viral or you know when the planking thing was a thing like you had to like somebody had to plank somebody had to do the 
Black Beatles in the city. Yeah. Like we all had to do all those viral videos. And I mean, they come and go, but if you don't latch on when it's happening, then you're not relevant or you're not staying in time with what's going on. Social media is such a tricky yeah, thing. Social media has literally grown. And that's been kind of something that I've had to learn too, is to grow with it. Cause you can't do something we did in 2013 and expect it to be cool or absolutely. Yeah. Like you, you know, the struggle is always to make sure you're keeping things fresh. Even though we're at all 41 home games, how can you make it look different than last year? Like, obviously, the players change. The scenarios change. Are we a good team? Are we a playoff team? Are we not? And you just have to kind of evolve with it. So that's definitely been a challenge and something that I would suggest people that are trying to get into social media is to show, like, you can do more than just be a yes man or a yes person to actually contribute something outside you can't be afraid to throw ideas out there right exactly. like you just have to kind of put it out there and, and that's something that I've grown to like appreciate when somebody new comes in like what are some ideas that you have how can you like contribute how can we grow on that idea yeah, make it exactly. better even you know exactly because everything's changing everything's new you have to keep looking at the younger generation to say what are you guys into how can we latch onto that how can we make our brand you know, in yeah. line with your fan base because the fan base that's buying season tickets that have been season ticket holders for X amount of years aren't going to be the same fans we try and get on our Snapchat or on our Instagram story. You're hitting all the audiences. Yeah, exactly. So it's just been, you know, it's been a learning experience. It's been a learning experience to say the least. I definitely shout out Steve Chabert for all my growth because I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without his mentorship. Shout out, Steve. He's the best. Yeah, he really is. So, Kat, what about you? Like, what's some of the things you've had to sacrifice and go through to get into that broadcast truck? Like, I'm so pumped for you. I know. It's going to be such a different feeling. I mean, I've been at the studio for the past five years, and I've been in the Jumbotron room. So, I mean, I've been around, but I haven't been in uh, as a part of the broadcast as consistently as I'm going to be this season. Yep. So, la last year... I covered the Thunder, and I do the studio shows. So yep. when you're watching the game, it's basically the pre-game, the post-game, and halftime. So we would do kind of like the Dana stuff, mm -hmm. um, that show. Um, Thunder had their own, and that's their the one crew. I did the most. Yeah. But before that, you know, just kind of learning all the sports, absorbing everything. And I'm a freelancer, so I'm contract work. Yep. So you always got to be like on your game. You can't be caught slipping or, you know, you can't be caught being lazy or anything like that because there's always someone who is younger and better. So you got to like really just be on your A game all yeah, the time. Make your mark. Yeah. So, you know, just getting really like absorbed into the league and understanding like what's happening and really reading up on it and just whenever the season's happening yeah. one example of that i would say was in you prepped all the preseason notes i was like we were at home and you're literally at home typing away you spent a whole day like you went to a coffee shop you literally looked up all these notes and just i think you knocked that out of the park thanks i went like out, at the end i looked and i was like oh my gosh i did eight pages of notes they're gonna think i'm such a nerd so what are some of the, like, the notes that you did? Because I remember you kind of glossed over them with me, but like, what are some of the things that you had to prepare? And like, that's... So like, I just tried to... Like, I was just kind of looking for an overview of yep. past seasons for the players. Just kind of notes that you may have an idea about, but you may not fully know 
the, all the numbers. For example, Dwight Powell last year, like he really contributed. So people may not know that he actually had the most win shares what? from the yeah, team. I had no yeah, idea. he had like six point six, and the next player I think had like four or something like that. So, uh -huh. um, just little things like that when you're watching the broadcast and they're shooting a free throw. Like shooting free throw is pretty boring, you know. It's but if it's Dwight Powell on the line, exactly, Mark and Followell then you show could. that stat. Yeah. Mark says something about it, and all of a sudden you're telling a story and mm -hmm. something you know, someone didn't know is now, right. hey, didn't know that. Due to your research and you slaving away Due to being me, me being a nerd. <laughs> hey, Whoops. but it makes its way totally. on the broadcast. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, people might not realize the work that goes into it behind the scenes. And something that I've noticed is that everyone watches the game differently. Yep. So something that stands out to me may not stand out to someone else, but then you're like, oh, wow, like, I can didn't build on that. that. Didn't know that. Or yes. um, like something that always I always look for is like an assist to field goals made ratio. Okay. How much are you sharing the ball? Yeah. And the Mavs are really good at that. In the first two games, well, the China games, mm -hmm. they assisted 27 times, both times, Love on 38 that. field goals. Yeah. So that means 11 unassisted field goals. Wow. That's a great ratio. Yeah. You're really sharing the ball. Good to great basketball. Stuff team like that. chemistry, you're Definitely. trusting your teammates. And that's how you have such a well-rounded team that's all scoring double digits. I mean, five players in each game. That's, right. They had Mind six you, they're not last Dirk, year. Harrison, or DeAndre. No, they're not. Because they were all out. Yeah. So. so it's stuff to look forward to. And it, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. I find those numbers, and I find an easy way to put them into, like, layman's terms yeah. so that – everyone can understand or right. everyone can see the story which it's constantly evolving and it's constantly changing like you could have a stat line prepared and that could literally be thrown out the window totally if it doesn't fit because the story, of russell westbrook or 100%, something like that a hundred percent like if it doesn't fit the story anymore it's like forget it I have it ready or right. also it's like being prepared for what's going to happen that game yeah. is uh, i remember last year i worked the lakers game and it was when wesley hit 100 three-point field goals made for his sixth season in a row, seventh yeah. season in a row. And so it's like you're kind of waiting for that moment, and then when it happens, you just want to be on top of it. You want to let people know, like, hey, that was that, that was a was moment right there. Yeah. Yeah. And so that they can bring it up on the broadcast and let everybody that's watching totally. know. I love it. It's awesome. It's going to be <laughs> such a good season. I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm really excited to see Tony Parker as a – And Charlotte. He's going to yeah. be here this Friday. I know. That's going to be crazy. It's a six o'clock tip off. So make sure y'all get off work early and come to the AAC because we got to see Tony Parker in the Charlotte. You'll uniform. see Lavelle on the floor. Yeah, taking you'll see me on the floor. Just kind of scurrying around. Yeah. I mean, maybe Harrison will come back. He had the hamstring injury for the first three yeah, games. Yeah, he's still day to day. So we'll see. Yeah. I really hope he makes his debut. Should be fun. Him. Should yeah, be a really good time. Should be a lot of fun great time so last we'll preseason game getting amped up for the season let's do this yeah it's so happening <laughs> if uh if people want to go to the game how do they go about that so mavs.com slash tickets hit that charlotte hornets buy now tickets button that's going to be right there on the top left and we'll see y'all at the game i mean get there early aka tell your boss I got to get off early. I got to try and make it downtown. It's Friday. It's Friday, and it's going down. Come hang. <laughs> Come hang out with us. It'll be a good time. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time, this is Just Between Us Girls. Don't forget to check out all the other podcasts on the Mavs Podcast Network. That's right. And we'll be back next Tuesday, baby. 
Turnip Tuesdays. It's the thing.